Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, June 5th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, so it is June 5th, which means we are at the beginning of a new month. So to start, we're going to go over coming up this month and already started. We have the French Open, which began on May 28th. The Women's College World Series for softball also began on June 1st, so it was last week. That will run through the 9th. The French Open, by the way, will end on the 11th. NBA Finals also began on the 1st and will run through the 18th. The Stanley Cup Finals will run from the 3rd to the 19th. The Belmont Stakes, which is the final leg of the Triple Crown, is on the 10th, which is this Saturday. The U.S. Open for Golf is on June 15th through the 18th. The Men's College World Series, so actually going to Omaha, not postseason. Postseason is already in, uh, is already started, but the actual tournament in Omaha will begin on June 16th and run through the 26th. Also the Euro games, which will feature multiple different sports that will begin June 21st and run through July 2nd. The NBA draft will be on the 22nd and the NHL draft will be on the 28th and the 29th. So when you think there's not a lot of sports going on, you'd be surprised. (laughs) But let's go ahead and start with, as always, the MLB. And following up on a story from last week, the Oakland A's finally shook off a little bit of that losing streak by taking two wins against the Braves earlier this week. They actually won that series. That is the only second series of this entire season that they have won. The Royals was the other, just FYI. It was a surprise since the Braves are actually one of the top three teams in the National League. And then the Marlins swept the A's to end the week. So we're back to normal. Also, there wasn't a whole lot of baseball news during the week, so I did kind of want to hit some highlights just from games that happened. So this is going to be a super quick highlight overview of what went on over the last week. So the Padres had a five-run ninth inning to take the win over the Marlins on Tuesday. Rangers relief pitcher Grant Anderson gets the W in his MLB debut over the Detroit Tigers 10-6. Angels Otani hit two home runs in their game against the White Sox on Wednesday, including his furthest ever going 459 yards. The Reds rallied to beat the Red Sox on Wednesday and they take the series over the Boston team for the first time since 1975. Brewers pitcher Burns got ejected after arguing with the umpire and then that game went to 11 innings before the Brewers ended up beating the Reds 5-4. to four. Mets pitcher Clayton Kershaw finally beat the Yankees for the first time in his career. He has played for 16 years and has never beaten the Yankees previously, even with his old team, the Astros. Kershaw never got the W. Speaking of the Astros, Bregman hits a grand slam to take the Houston team over the Angels. And then Sunday saw the White Sox beat the Tigers for the sweep with a huge grand slam by Jake Berger. That wasn't the only grand slam on Sunday as the Braves had a slam on their final out. Yes, two outs in the ninth inning, and they hit a grand slam 
in the entire game when Rosario hit that four-run slam to complete the comeback win. They won 8-5 to five over the Diamondbacks. And then the Rangers' second baseman Mark, Marcus Seaman owns the MLB longest hitting streak at 23 straight after Sunday's 12-3 to three win over the Mariners. So we'll have to see if he keeps that up into this next week. Also, I wanted to go ahead and give an update on the standings since we have talked about how badly the A's are doing. Let's talk about some of the teams at the top. The American League is taught by, well, none other than the Rays with 42 wins, followed by the Rangers at 38 and the Orioles at 36. Eight teams are over that 30-win mark, but the losers in this league are low. The A's are obviously in last with only 12 wins, and the Royals are also below 20 as well. On the National League side, it is a tighter race with the Diamondbacks and Dodgers both sitting with 35 wins, and then the Braves are at 34. Six teams are over that 30-win mark so far this season, but it's also tight at the bottom. Three teams are tied with 25 wins for the last spot. The Cardinals, the Nationals, and the Cubs, and then the Rockies and the Reds both only have 26. So it is a tight race in both the top and the bottom of the National League. Moving along to NCAA baseball and softball, and we're going to start with the ladies as they started postseason first. So softball semifinals were played today to decide the finals. So sorry, but there's some spoilers in here. Number one, Oklahoma and number three, Florida State went through the winner's bracket to advance to the final with no extra games needed. But let's see how they got there. Florida State even run ruled number six, Oklahoma State, to start off the tournament. The Utah-Washington game that was supposed to be played Thursday ended up getting played on Friday so that means whoever won that game which ended up being the Huskies ended up not having to play twice the Utes played twice on Friday Alabama and the Utes were then the first teams to be eliminated and the Utes got run ruled by OSU so nice to see OSU turn around and run rule somebody else after they got run ruled then number four Tennessee got run ruled by Oklahoma to hand the Vols their first loss of the Women's College World Series Washington took theirs against Florida State in a much closer game they only lost one to three the elimination games on Sunday were also close OSU lost to Tennessee three to one and Stanford beat Washington by putting up a single run that left one team from each conference. So we had the SEC Tennessee Vols versus the ACC Florida State Knolls. I can't even make that stuff up. <laughs> so the Volunteers versus the Seminoles, but that's hilarious. It's the Vols versus the Knolls. And then we had the Pac-12 Stanford Cardinals versus the Big 12 Oklahoma Sooners in the semifinals. So Tennessee put up a good fight in the semifinal, but they did fall in the second game against the Seminoles one to five Stanford though, stuck first in their game, putting the Sooners down two runs in the first, but the Sooners aren't ranked number one for nothing. They clawed one back and one back in the next two innings. It was then a pitching game from then on until the 19th, the ninth inning when the Sooners scored two and advanced. The Cardinals are known for their pitching, so not super surprising that they ended up going to the ninth um, and had a really low-scoring game. It also shows, as the Sooners averaged only three runs against Stanford in two games, whereas they averaged 10.7 runs against other teams. 
That wraps up softball. So now going on to baseball, it was the regional round and it is still going today. Literally, as I am doing the podcast, we still have a game that's going on. So we are anxiously waiting for those to wrap up, but I will go ahead and update you as much as possible. So the super regionals will be a best of three rounds. And if you win your matchup, you go to the College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. So number two, Florida had lost their regionals for three years straight on home turf. And they lost early this year as well until they had to win three straight elimination games and they do advance. TCU then pulled off a huge upset, sending Arkansas home in the regional round for the first time since 2017. LSU is in for their 16th Super Regional. They only trail FSU with 17 as the most. And as of right now, we're just waiting on that one game. It is the Stanford Regional. It is Stanford versus Texas A&M. That is who we're waiting on. And number 14, Indiana State advanced to their first Super Regional in school history. So as far as the other teams go, we will have number one, Wake Forest versus 16, Alabama. Texas will play the winner of Stanford versus Texas A&M. Number five, LSU will play 12, Kentucky. Southern Miss will take on Tennessee. Number two, Florida will take on 15, South Carolina. Duke will play number seven, Virginia. Oregon will take on Oral Roberts. And number 14, Indiana State will take on TCU, although they will give up their Super Regional as they already were scheduled to host the Indiana Special Olympics, so they will not host their own Super Regional. Moving along to NBA, as we have the finals, and they have begun, and it is tied through two games so far. Game one was pretty much over by half. The Nuggets showed why they're favorites as they came out outscoring the Heat 59 to 42 at halftime. The Heat came back a little bit with a 30 point fourth quarter, but it wasn't enough. Denver takes their first finals game ever, 104 to 93. Stars Jokic and Murray combined for 53 points of the team's total, and Jokic had another triple double. It should be noted also that 70% of the teams that win the first game win the series. Game two was also in the Mile High City where the Nuggets were undefeated in postseason. Well, until yesterday. Despite leading at half again, now this time was only by six, but still, the Nuggets fell short as the Heat had a fire fourth quarter, scoring 36 points. Jokic scored 41 alone, and the Heat leading score was only 21. But the team rallied to take the W 111 to 108. The Heat continue to defy the odds and even the series one to one. We actually also have a couple, a little bit of football news as um, there was a bunch of football main matchups and some of the um, schedule dropped this past week. And the SEC announced that incoming Oklahoma and Texas schools, their schedule will be an eight game conference schedule and with no divisions. Now, this is huge as this means the two ranked teams, highest ranked teams in the SEC will play for the championship game. So there's no East first West, no complaining that the West is stacked or last year the East was stacked with Georgia and Tennessee. 
This is only temporary though, but it is exciting for those who are usually having some fighting in that lopsided SEC division issue. A nine-game schedule was rumored for a while, which would feature three permanent opponents, and then uh, that also keeps longstanding rivalries, and then six rotating opponents. That means um, this next year it'll only be eight games inside the division. Moving along to golf, and Victor Hovland has never won on U.S. soil, despite winning three PGA Tour events. He won two times in Mayakoba and once in Puerto Rico. That was until Sunday when he took home the title at Jack Nicklaus's home course, the Memorial Tournament. The final pairing of Roy McIlroy and Siwoo Kim fell apart, to be honest, with scores of three over and one over to open to open the tournament up for another winner. Now, Denny McCarthy had three birdies on the front nine, but bogeyed the final hole to take the tournament to a playoff between himself and Hovland. They went back to the 18th again, and we knew McCarthy was in trouble when he hit it to the right of the fairway bunker in the rough. So in other words, there's a bunker just off the fairway on the right, and he hit it even more right of that. He then missed a 14-foot putt for par, although it was really close. Hovland got the iconic handshake from Nicholas and his first United States win. Also, I don't usually tackle women's um, LPGA Tour uh, news, but it is worth mentioning. Rose Zhang, currently two-time reigning NCAA champion from Stanford, won her pro debut at the Mizuho Americas Open. She is the first player to win an LPGA Tour event in her pro debut in 72 years. Zhang was supposedly the next great uh, women's golfer on the scene since Michelle Wee and fellow Stanford grad agrees Tiger Woods even commented on Twitter. So congratulations. In hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs began on Saturday, and actually the second game is tonight. So we were tied 2-2 two to two through the second period. And the third period, now that was a different story, as it all went to Vegas, baby. The Golden Knights scored three, including the final one with an empty net. Impressive for a Vegas team, as the shots on goal were almost exactly the same for both teams. And as a matter of fact, Florida had 35 to Vegas's 30. As I said, game two is being played currently as I record this. And a little bit of Olympic sports before we get to tennis. Team USA did well in the FIBA three-on-three World Cup with the women taking gold and the men taking silver. That is basketball, by the way, for those of you who don't know. The women actually lost their first game of the tournament and then turned it around to win seven straight, including defeating France in the final. And then the men lost in heartbreaking fashion to powerhouse Serbia. Also, the Tour de France will still be in strict COVID protocol mode with the racers not allowed to sign autographs or eating outside of their hotels. Masks will also be required in the paddock before the start of each stage. Last year, France had 25,000 COVID cases and had less strict restrictions. And as of Friday, they only recorded 3,000. So why we're still doing that when having these strict rules, I don't know. 
And then kind of sticking with the same general thought um, with cycling, a motorcycle camera operator and an Ironman cyclist collided during the European Championship in Germany on Sunday. The cyclist was severely injured and was taken to a hospital. The motorcyclist actually died. The course got really narrow and both lanes were being used by racers and camera people and it was deemed to be an accident and no foul play was involved, but it is truly tragic. Moving over to the track as the 1500 meter women's world record went down this weekend in the Diamond League race in Florence, Italy by Ethiopia's Faith Kipyegon. She ran 349.11, which breaks Dibaba's time of 350.07. She is the first woman under that 350 mark. Moving along to tennis as the French Open will conclude this weekend, and there has been plenty of action. On the women's side, Coco Goff is the lone American still in. She has her work cut out for her, too, as she plays Poland's Iga Swiatek in the quarterfinals. Two other Americans lost before the round. Sloane Stevens put up a good fight, but ultimately fell to Bulgaria's Sablenka, and then Para fell to Jabauer. There are only five ranked women left, and Brazil's Hadid Maya is the only one that I actually didn't mention. On the men's side, though, it's a completely different story, as there's only one lone player that is not ranked left in the quarterfinals. So congratulations, Argentinian Achiveri. Everyone else is 11 or higher as far as their ranking goes. So Spaniard Alcarez will face Greece Tsitsipa tomorrow. Djokovic will take on Russia's Chakanov, and Denmark's Rune will take on Norway's Rude, and Germany's Zarev will play the Argentinian. No Americans advance past the third round. TFO arguably had the closest win, winning only one of the four sets, but he did take the two others to tiebreaker against Zarev. That wraps up what happened over the last week. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. And as always, we start with MLB baseball. Tonight, the Royals take on the Marlins at 540 on Fox Sports 1. Tuesday, catch the Mets at the Braves at 620 on TBS. Friday, catch a couple of games on Apple TV Plus. Or Saturday, catch the Red Sox at the Yankees in that baseball classic. Or the Cubs at the Giants at 635 on Box. Sunday, catch the Diamondbacks at the Tigers at 10.35 a.m. on Peacock, and the Red Sox take on the Yankees again at 6 on ESPN. For NCAA baseball, today we had Texas Tech versus Florida at 11 a.m. on ESPNU and Arkansas versus TCU at 2 on ESPNU. Those have obviously passed as we knew what ended up happening there, but figured I might as well go over it. Super Regionals will begin on Friday. I already read out what those matchups are, but I do not have who plays at what times. So check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. That will have the Super Regionals, what channel they're on, and what time. So Friday, pretty much ESPNU and 2. So Super Regionals will begin at 11 on ESPN2, then 4 at ESPNU, 5 ESPN2, 7 ESPNU and 11 ESPNU. Then you go over to Saturday for the Super Regionals. 
At 11 a.m., you can catch two games on ESPN and ESPN2. Then at 2, catch it on ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPNU. At 5, it's either ESPN2 or U. And then at 8, it's only on ESPNU. On Sunday, now remember, these are all best of three. So some of these are going to be if necessary, and then some series won't start until Saturday. So Sunday, catch the Super Regionals beginning at 11 on ESPN, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Same goes for that 2 o'clock time spot. Then you have at 5 p.m. only on ESPN2. Also goes for the 8 o'clock slot as well. For softball, today we had number one Oklahoma versus number nine Stanford at 11 a.m. on ESPN. And then if OU lost, you had to play the third game, but we didn't. And then we had Florida State take on Tennessee at six on ESPN as well. We get a day off from softball tomorrow on Tuesday. And then the final will begin on Wednesday. Number three, Florida State taking on number one Oklahoma at seven on ESPN. And then game two, again, this is best of three. So we could have a complete ending of the national championship on Thursday. Number one, Oklahoma versus number three, Florida State at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN. And your girl will be in attendance. I bought my ticket today. If necessary, game three will be played on Friday, June 9th, and that will be at seven on ESPN. For NBA Finals, we only have two games this week as we had a game yet last night on Sunday. So game three will be on Wednesday, the Nuggets at the Heat. So we are in Miami at 7.30 on ABC. Still in Miami on Friday for game four. Again, Nuggets at the Heat at 7.30 on ABC. Moving over, we do have a little bit of football. We are in the second to last week of regular season for the USFL. So on Saturday, Michigan plays Pittsburgh at 11 on Fox, and then NOLA plays Memphis at 2 on NBC. Sunday, catch Birmingham versus Houston at 1 on NBC, although that's played in Memphis. And then Philly takes on New Jersey at 6 on Fox. This week, the PGA Tour heads to Canada for the RBC Canadian Open. Round one will be played on Thursday at 3 on Golf Channel. Catch round two also on Friday at 3 on Golf Channel. Saturday, you can catch round three at 2.30 starting on Golf Channel, and then it moves over to CBS at 4.30. Sunday, very different times. The final round will be at 1.30 on Golf Channel and then 2.30 on CBS. So quite different. For the Stanley Cup playoffs, we have game two tonight, the Panthers at the Golden Knights at seven on TNT. Then we have Thursday game three, Golden Knights at the Panthers. So we go to Florida for that game. They will play at seven on TNT and then followed by that second game in Florida for game fourth. And so the Golden Knights at the Panthers at seven on TNT. We also have a little bit of horse racing this week. Obviously hit that at the beginning um, due to what we have coming up this month. So the final leg of the Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes runs this weekend on Saturday. So coverage will begin at 10 a.m. on Fox Sports 1 and then move over to Fox at 3. Post time, which means race time, will be 5.50 FYI. And then a little bit of Olympic sports, actually a lot of Olympic sports this weekend as track and field mainly goes on TV. Wednesday, it is NCAAs. They will be competing at the University of Texas. So men's day one will be Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN2. Women's day one will be on Thursday at 7.30 on ESPN2. Then you get men's day two on Friday at 8 on ESPN2. And then Saturday will be the women's day two and conclusion of 
NCAAs at 8 on ESPN2. We also have another track and field meet. Um, the Diamond League Paris will be on Saturday. You can catch that at noon on CNBC. I am going to go over a little bit of soccer because we do have the CONCACAF under 20 women's final, the United States versus Mexico on Tuesday early morning if you want to get up at 2.30 a.m. on Fox Sports 1. And then we also have the Kerry Cup soccer tournament on Saturday at 1 p.m. on NBC. For the French Open, obviously, if you want to catch what's going on later in the week, we begin that on Thursday on regular scheduled TV. That will be the women's semifinal. You can catch that at 11 a.m. on NBC. Friday, catch the men's semifinals at 11 also on NBC. Saturday will be the women's final at 8 a.m. on NBC. And the men's final will be played on Sunday at 8 a.m. on NBC. That wraps it up for this week's weekly update. Um, Y'all, if you have not caught any softball, definitely be sure you check it out for the final. Florida State-Oklahoma is going to be an amazing matchup. But also, I don't want you to jinx me. So check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more times and stories. And I'll catch y'all next week.